0: Good evening to you all, good afternoon to you all, good morning to you all, good day to you all. Whatever time frame you'll be listening to this podcast, it's your boy, Brother D, with another Brother D's official podcast, where we do things inspirational and spiritual. Soon we'll be changing it from the Brother D's podcast to the Generational Changers podcast. Um... And we be will because this podcast has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God and the generational changes that he is starting to call up, grow up, shape up, suit up for battle and to change a generation. Amen. So um, as you all know, um, actually yesterday I recorded the final episode, and season, and series of Dealing With Loneliness, but I really wasn't feeling it, and I don't like giving God half stuff, and putting out half messages, and not knowing what I'm talking about, so I deleted it, and I decided to make a new one, and we're just going to end it with something simple and something basic, um, and this is the finale of the series that we've been talking about on Dealing With Loneliness, but today we're going to expose and we're going to talk about how dealing with sexual sin can also cause loneliness. And um, one thing I do want you guys to understand is not only. The sexual sin caused loneliness, but a bad breakup can cause loneliness. Losing a job that you love so dearly can cause loneliness. You know, losing someone that's dear to your heart due to suicide or due to um, death, you know, causes loneliness. So there's different things that causes loneliness. Not thinking you are doing your best. Not feeling like you are a winner. You know, not thinking that you can succeed in life, especially if you're a college student. And even if you didn't graduate, you know, elementary school, high school or middle school, um, that can also cause loneliness. So there are so many things that can cause loneliness. And like the man of God, my pastor said... You know, you can still be in a relationship with someone. You can still be married to someone and still feel loneliness because the connection is not there. Communication is not there. The time spent is not there. You know, the trust is not there, you know? So, you know, there's so many things that can cause loneliness. But we're going to get into the topic today about sexual immorality um, and how that causes loneliness. And um, as you all know, we have a theme scripture now, which is 1st. Peter's 2 and 9, amen. Remember, God has always called you to, to be, a um, not just a generational changer, but he's called you to be a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, God's own possession, um, your royalty. God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Declare what he has done, amen. So before we go further into this time of um, this last session, Um, let's pray. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. Lord God, we give you the glory and the praise and the honor for what you are doing. Lord God, have your way. Say, speak, do what you want to do, move how you want to move, Lord God. Give us fresh revelation tonight in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, just pray that you will have me behind the cross so that people can hear you through me and not me in the name of Jesus. So, Lord God, give you the glory, give you the praise, Lord God, give us an understanding. And direct us as to how you want us to address this situation. Amen and amen. So I just want to read a little article. The article is, you know, off of, you know, the internet. And it's called, of course, com Articles, A Safe Place. Um, and it's basically talking about sexual sin. Not saying that sexual sin is a safe place. But... Um, And it's not. We all know it's not. But um, let's just talk about it. Amen. And listen as I read along to this article. I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm just going to read some things that stood out to me. Amen. Um, And I'm going to try my best to fit a scripture in this word. Actually, we're going to come from two scriptures today. Actually, we are. Um, and, um, one of the scriptures will be Proverbs 27 and 6. And the other one is Proverbs 29 and 25, verse 25. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit. Um, but first let's read these scriptures real quick. So Proverbs 27 and 6 says, and this is from the NLT version, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And of course, Proverbs 29 and verse 25 says, fear men will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Amen. So let's talk about this. Okay. So it basically says sexual sin is one of the biggest threats to thriving and vibrant Christian living. Many Christians, especially young singles, are discouraged and defeated in their fight to overcome sexual sin. Many are so overwhelmed, they simply give up for a season. They give in to their sin, stop reading the Bibles, stop sharing the gospel, and eventually stop attending corporate worship. Some come back. But many don't because they can't imagine a God who is faithful and just and willing to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Others simply stop believing in God altogether or create a God that approves of their sinful lifestyles. Christians who struggle with sexual sin begins to fear that Christianity has nothing to offer but bad news guilt and shame whether the struggle is with homosexuality fornication or pornography many feel helpless in the fight to kill their sin they don't know how to deal with the guilt and shame they feel unsafe around christians and struggle to see anything good about the gospel we present. Especially when the grace of the gospel is not highlighted or lived out. And then it continues and say, I originally spoke with Butterfield. Rosa Butterfield. Someone who has Thought and written a lot about the subject. Gospel is is the good news for sinners. And quite frankly, there is no gospel for people who think they are all cleaned up just the way they are. If someone thinks he is doing pretty good and doesn't have a sexual sin issue, she says... She is more worried for that person than anybody. This is coming out. This is coming from the mouth of this woman right here. The gospel isn't good news so that we can have a carefree life. The point of the gospel is to fulfill, reshape and remark us to reflect the image of our savior that we are fit to inherit A New Jerusalem with him. And in the New Jerusalem, there is absolutely no category called sexual immorality. Or sexual orientation. There are two things that will survive into the New Jerusalem. The souls of people and the word of God. So I just want to share a little bit of that with you. And I did. And I did. Amen. And I mean. And as we journey on from that article. And just talk. And let the Holy Spirit have his way. Um, a lot of people experience loneliness. You could be experiencing loneliness. And perhaps may not know that you're experiencing loneliness. And you may not know. And. Like I always tell people, loneliness is can be both a good thing and can be both a bad thing. But you yeah. always have to make sure, you always have to make sure that when you're going through your lonely experience, that you include God in your lonely experience, that you include the people that God has placed in your life. Because one thing we have to understand is that when we're going through our lonely experience, That gives the enemy much and many times to speak. You guys remember after Jesus got baptized and he received um, the fire of the Holy Ghost? He went into the wilderness. The spirit led him into the wilderness. And he was lonely. There he encountered the enemy. And the enemy began to speak to him. Got him to do things, but did not. Jesus entertained it. Did Jesus give into it? No, he did not. But he reminded the enemy of the word of God and what the word of God says and that it is written. And that's a primary example of loneliness when you're lonely by yourself and you will have the enemy talking to you, having you do things. And it's a... Yes, a lot of us deal with loneliness and you can go in life still dealing with loneliness and you can deal with loneliness in every aspect of life. You know, especially when you're dealing with sin, you could most definitely and you're going to experience a time of loneliness Because as soon as you are in that dark place, and I found myself in that place many times in my life. And you're going to find yourself in that place. Where after you done committed sin, whether it was committing adultery, whether it was committing fornication, whether it was, you know, still struggling with homosexuality. And I still believe even if you are, you know, accepting those lifestyles and you feel like those lifestyles are yours, you know, I believe that you will still go through a time of loneliness. We all go through a time of loneliness. You know, if you are addicted to food, gluttony, you know, you're experiencing loneliness. Depression, you're experiencing loneliness. And sometimes loneliness can combine to or confine you to maybe thinking about committing suicide. You know, a lot of young people, even older people, think that suicide is the answer. They think, well, if I harm myself, if I kill myself, end it all right here. Everything will be fine. Let's see how much people... Or going to miss me. Even in a family. There's a lot of people that feel like the black sheep in their family. Because the way your family treats you. And you feel lonely. You don't want to talk to your family. You want to, you know, get away from your family. Distance yourself away from your family. And it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay. Especially when you get to a certain age. You become an adult. But your family still think that they can treat you any kind of way treat you like a child. It is still okay to have boundaries. It's okay to have boundaries. There are so many things that cause loneliness. Loneliness is such a big thing. It's such a big topic, and it's more than what I've been giving you or what the two men of God has been giving you since, we, since I started this series on loneliness. There's so much more. And the thing is, you know, people that come into the church, that come to experience God, that comes on Sunday mornings to worship the Lord, to give God praise. They come in dealing with loneliness, dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, dealing with so much because when you're lonely, you feel like you're not good enough. You feel like no one will ever want you. When you sin, you feel like you're not good enough. You feel like you're unworthy, which we all are unworthy, but God's presence makes us worthy, but we feel unworthy. Unworthy. We, we have that. Imagine, like, why would God want to use someone like me when I continue to sin, when I continue to mess up? One thing I want you to understand is none of us on this planet is perfect. We all sin. One thing we have to understand is what we do behind closed doors the sin that we commit It's nothing new. It's not a surprise to God because God is all-knowing. God already knows what we're going to do before we do it. God already knows what we're going to think before we think it. Even when we think negatively with our minds, it causes loneliness. Sometimes we may get that thought that comes from the enemy that makes us think that we're not doing good enough for God that causes loneliness. We think we're not being a blessing to people. We think we're not, you know, winning souls enough for God. That causes loneliness. The littlest thing causes loneliness. There used to be a time where I would go to church, worship the Lord, but still be in the back, sitting in the back, feeling lonely. And I remember that day like it was yesterday where I was sitting in the back, you know, and there was this particular day where I worship God, you know, I did. Because one thing about me, I love to worship the Lord and praise him because he deserves it. But I wasn't able to enter in into his presence. And see, with that in me, if I'm not able to enter into God's presence, I become a little depressed and a little disturbed, you know. And I become a little upset because I love being in God's presence. And I really do. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. And I felt lonely. And then even after service was over and I saw how people were, you know, communicating. Because I go to a church where fellowship is a, is, is a top thing and we love being around each other, under each other. Sometimes when we start talking, we don't know when to stop talking and it takes us forever to get out of the church. But that's just how my church family is. I love my church family. They're so amazing, including my leaders. I love them all. You know, and I remember in the back one day, watching everybody smiling and laughing, and I'm over there depressed and lonely. I'm like, wow. I wish that could be me. And instantly, and one thing that I will let you all know, the enemy will speak to you. He don't just speak to you at your job, at home, in the car. The enemy will speak to you right in the house of God. Because we have allowed the enemy To come into the house of God. He's going to come right in. Say what he got to say. Just to discourage you. And sometimes it works. With people. A lot of times it does. And I remember that day. when, When the enemy told me. That I never. Experienced what. These people in my church experienced. He told me that. And for a second. I believed him. And I went to the side. Put the offering envelopes in the basket. And I thought to myself, I'm going to walk out. I'm going to walk out, roam the mall, and then after that, go home. Because what if the enemy is right? I ain't happy. I'm depressed. I'm lonely. I don't think I'm ever going to get there in life. You know, they're experiencing lonely, you know, experiencing happiness, excuse me, but I'm not. Why am I here? What why, what what is my purpose being here at this church? Why am I here? I'm just wasting everybody's time. I'm wasting my leader's time. I'm wasting God's time. Why am I here? And I wanted to leave, but as soon as I want get, was getting ready to leave, God stopped me. And then He used my pastor. My pastor um, has you know you know great discernment he kept asking me, was I okay? And then you know how us people were. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good. Well, you know, good and darn well something wrong with you and it's eating you alive. And you know, you want to talk about it, but at the same time you don't want to talk about it because you think that ain't going to solve anything. And see, that's the one thing the enemy does. He doesn't want us to express our feelings. He doesn't want us to open up our mouth and say what we got to say. He doesn't want us to speak because he already knows that once we speak, we are allowing God to give us access to what he's trying to say to us. We're allowing God to speak. There are some times when you are going through a terrible and bad day, whether you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You went to work and you had to deal with some craziness. You had craziness in your family. Somebody ticked you off at work or on the city bus or while you was on your way to the car, your neighbor ticked you off. And you become grumpy. You become aggravated. You become mad. And God is just sitting there like, you okay? You want to talk to me about it? And we have the opportunity to talk to him about it. But what we decide to do is, we decide, now I don't want to talk about it. And God gives us many times to talk about it. But we don't want to talk about it. We just don't want to talk about it. We just want to sit there. We want to be grumpy and moody. And we don't want to talk about it. But what we don't understand is, that when we open up our mouths, and when we come to The Father, when we come to the Son and when we come to the Holy Spirit, when we come to the man or woman of God that God has placed in our life, what we don't understand is as we begin to open our mouths and speak, the weights begin to fall. The chains begin to fall. The bondages begin to fall. Loneliness gotta run out the door. Depression got to leave. suicidal ideation falls. Because we're beginning to release what we have been holding on, what has been tearing us from the inside out. We begin to release these things. Loneliness flies out the door. Because as we began to release and talk to God or talk to our leaders, God will download something in our leaders to give to us. Or God will speak to us directly, whether you're speaking to your leaders or whether you're at home in personal prayer time and you're talking to the Father. He will do these things. And as he's releasing, we're starting to get built back up. We're starting to get our strength back. We're starting to get our push back. We're starting to get our fire back. We're starting to get regenerated. We're starting to get our energy back spiritually. What people understand is when you release and you let go, God is filling you back up. God is giving you a word, either through your man of God or personal time in prayer. That's why it's important. That's why God has placed spiritual family and spiritual leaders in our lives. Because when we have no words to express, when we can't pick up the Bible, when we don't feel like, Encouraging ourselves. Because there's times where you don't feel like encouraging yourself when you're dealing with loneliness or anything else. Or when you've been sinned or ran back to that same sin you're struggling with. And it causes you to feel guilty and rejected and condemned. That causes you to feel lonely by yourself and feel unworthy. You want to be isolated. You don't want to talk to nobody. That's why you have a woman. That's why you have a man of God that God has placed in your life. Or you have a spiritual brother or you have a spiritual sister that God has placed in your life. To come to you and minister to you. That's why I thank God for my leaders. I thank God for my spiritual sister. I thank God for the people that God has placed in my life, even my uncle. Even they come and minister to me. They encourage me and let me know that everything is going to be okay. That's why it's important to have an accountability partner that's there to minister to you. That's there to lift you up. That's there to push you. Because they know what's in you. They know what God put in you. They know the anointing that's on your life. Now, hey, yeah, you failed. Yeah, you messed up. But it's time for you to get back up and be everything that God has called you to be. So when you're dealing with any type of sin that's outside of the equation of sexual sin, loneliness, you will deal with loneliness because you won't feel good enough. You won't feel good enough to read God's word after you done sin. You won't feel good enough to get into God's presence after you done sin. You won't feel good enough to worship the Lord after you've done sin. Because we're so worried about a feeling. When in action, when really in actionality, and I pray I said that word right, that's the best time to get into God's presence. It's not about a feeling, but it's annoying. Let you know that you know. So whenever you are dealing with a sin, whether it's sexual sin or outside of sin, outside of sexual sin. Get into God's presence. Get before the Lord. Cry out to him. God, I'm dealing with this. God, I'm dealing with that. God, I need your help. God, I need your assistance. Lord, I'm tired of feeling depressed. I'm tired of feeling lonely. I'm tired of feeling like there's no one there for me. When you have placed people in my life that are actually there for me. That are covering me in prayer. That encourage me. You have to understand that whenever you are dealing with loneliness, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be. You have to understand that. The enemy is going to make you think that you it by yourself. He's going to make you think that there's nobody there to help you out. He's going to make you think that. And he is. He's going to make you think that there's nobody there. He's going to make you think that you're a nobody. That you're good for nothing. He's going to put all of these false thoughts, these false imaginations, all of this craziness in your head. But it's up to you as a child of God to either accept it or to rebuke that thought. Because at the end of the day, if you mess up, not encouraging you to continue to mess up, not encouraging that, but even if you do mess up. As long as you get your thoughts together. You go before the Lord. You repent of your sins. You cry out to Him. Because the Bible says that when you cry out to Him. He will deliver you. He will hear you. And He will deliver you. And He will set you free. So loneliness... Like I said in the beginning, it's a big, big, big thing, you guys. And it really, really, really is. It's a big thing. But we, as a people of God, we have to understand and know how to deal with these things. Have to. We have to. And we have to. Amen? Well, I'm going to go ahead... And in this finale session with you all on dealing with loneliness, I enjoyed teaching by way of the Holy Spirit on loneliness. And I pray you all got a great example and a great explanation. Like I said, loneliness can be good, but it also can be bad. But make sure that when you're dealing with loneliness, because we're all going to go through it, And it's for our own good, to be honest. But make sure that when you're, you know, going through it, that you're connected to the right source. You're either connected with the enemy or you're connected with the the God of our salvation. And the God of our salvation will get you through those tough times. Just stay at the feet of Jesus. And whenever the enemy talks, because the enemy still going to talk. Reject the enemy. Not listen to what he has to say. Amen. So, Lord, we just give you the glory. We just give you the praise and we give you the honor for this awesome session, this awesome series on loneliness. Lord God, we just ask, Lord God, that you would just have your way. Lord God, throw your weight around, Lord God. And we just thank you for the fresh revelations that we got out of every episode. In the name of Jesus. So, Father God, give you the glory. I give you the praise. I give you the honor. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you guys have a wonderful and blessed week. Amen. And, all, and um, just reminding you all that um, I will be coming on here this week, most likely with a time of intercession. You know, just praying, you know, for, you know, the world, the nation. Um, and, of course, praying, you know, concerning schools, because, you know, schools will be back in session next weekend. Um, so I'm just going to be praying. And once again, like I said, there will be no um, podcasts this weekend. We'll be resuming next weekend. And I do have a new topic. A new series that we're going to be starting. I'm excited about it. And yeah, let's do this. So you guys have a blessed week. God bless you all. I pray that the You know, the glory of the Lord will continue to shine upon you. I pray that you will be a soul winner, that you will go out and win souls for God's kingdom, that you will share your testimony and be who all God has called you to be. Okay, generational changes. You guys have a blessed one, and I will see you guys on the flip side. Please share this also with someone. Amen.